Adam convinced me that it was a good idea to go see Kingfish by myself. That, I haven't done that very and, much. And, Gone to and concerts was it? Alone. Oh, yeah, it was a good idea. <laughs> he, <laughs> it was very, 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 very good. He, uh, he plays... That man can play a guitar very well. I don't know if you know I, that. I, I do, because you, you put me on him that day. Literally, I didn't know who he was when you recommended him. When you said, hey, Adam, I want to go to this concert. Yeah. But it's $43. And I was like, I don't know who that is. And then <laughs> I listened to both his albums. And then two hours later, I was like, you, you got to go to the concert. <laughs> yeah, it was a packed show. It was a full house. It was like, I've never seen... The 8x10 is a like really small, uh, mostly jam band kind of venue. Uh, and it was like full. Like every floor was completely packed. I was in... I was like by the front door like listening in the back but it was still it was it was a ton of fun i was what i wasn't expecting was you know how good the supporting band would be how good the keyboardist was uh it was it was amazing um yeah this is news this is news to me i'm i'm looking it up looking up kingfish yeah one guy yeah, he's one guy. I mean, the, it, there was, but I, there was he, four he people. He always on stage. plays with like a, a, a backing band. He yeah. doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he has like a. I I don't. I literally have just listened to both his albums and know that he is like the current preeminent blues guitarist. But like, I don't know. Yeah. That's I don't how know I would if he has like a regular band or anything gotcha. else. Fun fact, though, one thing I do kind of know. I think my parents went to see him that night as well. No way. <laughs> That's awesome. This is The Jam Jar featuring Jack Vaughn, except this time it's not featuring Jack Vaughn. We have a different Jack. This, this, our new Jack this week is not, his name isn't Jack. His name is Sean. Sean, <laughs> why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm this week's Jack. I am named Sean. That's my name. Yep. I'm Sean Laser. Great to be here. Cool name. What a name. Yeah, Sean we got to talk about Laser. it. It's a cool name. Before we introduce it's ourselves. It's a cool name. You have a cool name. Yeah. I just You have a cool I know. name. Um my Yeah. Yeah. I know <laughs> I mean, a lot of Sean's. None of them I mean, have been there's Sean. There's only Laser. one Hillel I know and right now you're the only Adam I know, technically. Wow. It's one at work, but we don't wow, talk about it. Wow, that's it. Oh, wow. Oh, well, I'm glad that I'm I'm winning the the Adam contest. Yeah, um, you're winning. Well, yeah. my name's not Sean Laser, and it's definitely not Jack. I'm Adam Havsky, and I'm joined by also not Jack. Um, my friend, you forgot, huh? Here's the Damn. lead in. You Damn. forgot your no, name. I'm, just kidding. I, I'm, I'm just kidding. trying to let you in. <laughs> I'm, my name. <laughs> my name. Oh me. I'm Hillel Slot. Damn it! I was trying to be as cool as Jack. You remember when oh, Jack man. introduced himself? Damn, that was cool. Yeah, Jack's he always was so smooth Jack's, with look, it. Look, Sean, look, you need to understand, Hillel and I, we're not the cool ones of the trio here, so you got a lot of slack to pick up, all right? Like, <laughs> yes, that's why I'm this week's Jack. Jack. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> we only pick cool people to replace someone who is as cool as Jack Vaughn. And, you I'll know, try. I'll try my darndest. Yeah. <laughs> Jack couldn't make it to this episode. I, sh- I can speak on his behalf. He would have loved to talk to you, but uh, he's he's at the beach right yeah. now, enjoying See, the waves. See, right off yeah. the bat, Be- doing something cool. In, in, in Jack Vaughn's super cool words, he is beaching hardcore. Yeah, um. made up a verb for it and everything. <laughs> Classic Jack. 
classic. I'm classic telling you. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love that after Jack said, I don't want to be named on the title of the podcast, we have now spent <laughs> 10 minutes making this podcast mostly about Jack. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he was very kind. He very kindly said that it would be that it would overinflate his importance on the show. And now we are making sure that he is wrong. We need to keep inflating. <laughs> we're going. We are going to make sure that he is actually the most important part of the show. The most important part. The, of the cornerstone. Jack. This is the Jack Show. <laughs> this is the Jack Show. Welcome to the. Yeah. Jack. This is the Jack Jar. Oh God, no, <laughs> no, nah. no, not. There we go. It's not. It's I don't actually want to be so title. to the Jack there Jar. It is. Uh, it's not. Um, it isn't. It's. Ne- it is not the Jack Jar. It'll never be the Jack Jar. But I am thankful <laughs> for that comedy because that that's staying in hey um. do you know what i'm thankful for i'm thankful <laughs> what do you that think? you guys i'm thankful that you guys told me to listen to king gizzard and the lizard wizard because that Are you, is you fully in now? oh oh yeah oh yeah I, i've listened to several albums several times <sighs> it's it's quite good i'm i'm that's way so in. good they Wait, literally so which one of their just, 30 albums yeah uh, yeah it's well, actually listened, 23 sean Oh, <laughs> fake fan. Uh, <laughs> I listen. I mean, I've only given most of them one listen to be to be honest. But uh, I I listened to Nonagon Infinity. I yes. listened to Microtonal Bananas or whatever that oh. one is called. Yeah, uh, yep. I listened to The Mind Fuzz. Uh, mm-hmm. Or is that it? I I'm in your mind fuzz. I'm in your mind fuzz. Yeah, and then. I also I didn't finish it, but I I've been listening to the uh, the new one that like literally Petra Dragonic mm-hmm. Apocalypse. Yeah, it has like the longest <laughs> name I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I still haven't seen the full that, title. Oh. It keeps getting yeah, cut me off. neither. I, let me let me hit you with it. Let me hit you <laughs> with the, my my honestly, uh, like I'm happy I'm happy you followed up with this because yeah, this I, is my I, this is the beginning of my follow up segment where I talk about what I talked about on the last show in a way that makes me wonder, am I just always going to like, could that chain go all the way back? Is there a follow up (laughs) that I'm still following up on? I don't think so. Yeah, it's possible. Well, to follow up on me saying, let me give you the entire name. It's Petro Dragonic Apocalypse or Dawn of Eternal Night an Annihilation of Planet Earth and the Beginning of Merciless Damnation. Um, Good God. Sounds like prominent. And I love that album. I think this is gonna. I it, think that one is going to be my favorite. <laughs> like oh, I, it's really, I, really. I, good. I've I've loved them for a while, but I think it's my favorite. And I'll I'll let me tell you why. <laughs> it's because I'm unironically Death Clock has been one of my favorite metal bands. Yeah. For as long as I've loved Metalocalypse, the Adult Swim <laughs> TV show, and this album feels. Like a re- like a true to life death clock album. Like it's just like it's it feels like metal satire, but made really, really, really well. And it's just so good. It's just so good. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it actually does jam. Like it's I don't know. It it, it I find myself like grooving to it. Uh, like it it has hooks in a way that Black Midi doesn't. Like we were, like we were discussing. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't listened to recent ones just because they have like ten albums a year, and 
it's for some reason in my brain like dedicating myself to like listen to an album it's i make it too big of a deal in my head uh for mm. sure it's it's a it's a man-made problem and the man is me but i <laughs> so it's like every every year when there's like 10 of them i'm just like oh my god i bet they're all incredible i just can't keep up i think the last yeah. one i did keep up with was infest the rat's nest like 2019 Ooh, that one's crazy okay. that one's like really really dark like death metal crazy sounds uh the greatest thing about that band is just like they can do kind of do anything with each album so that's yeah Yeah. i'm sure they've hit every single genre or at least uh, getting close to that at this point (laughs) petrodragonic apocalypse is like another very close like death metal much more like thrash metally i'd say like Mm -hmm. mega death just just fast but like groovy like oh it's just it's just a really good album i and it's not crazy long i think it's only about 10 songs but they are all like 10 minutes long yeah Um, yeah. (laughs) but i definitely if if you're if you're looking for if if you're looking for a man-made problem to overcome i'd say (laughs) this is one to overcome it for because i i i love it but also i think that's valid like listening to an entire album is work like there's so much you want to give it the time time. you know yeah yeah yeah. and because like you don't want to be sitting there like reading something or like doing another activity like especially with an album like for bands i really love i find i feel bad if i'm like no i'm just gonna sit and listen to this but like that can be work that can actually feel like a real commitment to be like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna listen to something listening feels like a tertiary sense like it feels like something on the auxiliary we're yeah. always listening yeah. all the time it's like i'd never go and like smell something for an hour right <laughs> that's true speak for yourself <laughs> I, I think that's why i uh i end up listening to so much music in the car because like i don't know yeah. i can i think i can give the right amount of attention for a first listen through uh, or just any like if I'm just listening to an album, I like it. The sound system is usually like a little bit more immersive than just like sitting around with mm-hmm. a pair of headphones. And then I'm not just listening to the music; I'm also doing something that I have to pay attention to a little bit, like driving. <laughs> can't <laughs> yeah. can't can't just completely put that one on the back burner. Like I don't know, I find it to be the right mix, but that's a. That's interesting. I hadn't really thought about it. it's. It, I think I do that too sometimes. Like give too much, uh, like build up too much to like a first listen through of something that I know I'm gonna like. Um, yeah, yeah. And like worst case scenario, you just play it again. You know, you just listen right, again, yeah. and then you paid attention more the second time. But yeah, the the first listen for some reason is just like definitely like a it's weird intimidating. Yeah, it's, it, it yeah. is intimidating, and I, th- I get this way with like other bands, but there is something about King Gizzard where it's like there is kind of always a gimmick or something crazy going on with each album, which is incredible and insane that they can keep it up this many times a year. Like it's not a downside of the band yeah. at all. However, it does add to the intimidation factor somewhat when it's like, yeah, dude, King Gizzard came out with a new album and it, like it narrates your life from like start to finish, the life that you lived specifically for you. And it's like, that's the gimmick of <laughs> yeah. the album. It's like, oh my God, like I don't, it sounds awesome, but I don't know I'm if not, I can dedicate yeah. myself to that. I, I, I'm already living my life. Like how <laughs> yeah. am I supposed to listen to this? And they know what I'm it ends and that's in there. That's in the album. They know how it ends. <laughs> yeah. 
it tells you <laughs> how you die. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. Oh man. I will say, like, as a as a now a person who is a non-driver, non-car haver, I've had to set time aside to just I just I just like lie down or I sit with like a notebook now, you know, now because I'm a I'm a music listening professional. Yeah, you're a pro. Um, Yes. Gotta take notes. But yeah, like I just sit down and I'm like, this is all I'm doing right now. I am just listening. I am just trying to like listen to it. And like what I also try and do is I've like set aside time in my day and it's like, okay, we just we're 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 not we're turning off the phone or like not texting anyone. We're just gonna put on an album, lay down in bed, put on some headphones. We're not gonna take notes because I don't wanna like ruin music for myself. (laughs) Um and just like just listen to like something listen to an album all the way through like just just do it because i miss that i miss that from being in a car because like i miss a long drive where it'd be like oh i've listened to like an entire discography because i just don't get that opportunity i i i've discussed this partially before but like i i'm a i'm a bike speaker guy oh yeah Yeah. so i i I ride my bike with like a little clip-on speaker but like that audio the 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 sound is literally behind me and i'm running (laughs) away from it like it's not it's not doing justice to the music i want to listen to i i do love putting on king gizzard and just riding my bike around and just tormenting the people of the city with (laughs) the heaviest sounds i can come up with or like riding my bike listening to black midi and i'm just like (laughs) suffer right suffer woman walking your dog listen to my music (laughs) yeah Um, welcome to hell but also it's like i just it just doesn't it doesn't let me it doesn't let me appreciate it in the same way that like being in a contained personal concert environment of a car really did when i you know back in the back in the american days driving yeah. driving cars and stuff on the right side of the road yeah that's a good point i the only other time i really listen to like well i guess i listen to music pretty often but the only other time that I'll listen to like whole albums is if I'm going on like a long dog walk, and it's oh, yeah. kind of harder to listen to music walking around in London. I think. Uh, yeah, no, I I do it. I've I've been on some long walks with headphones on, just listening to music. It's really nice. I have a a new segment that I'd like to introduce to the show, that is a spe- a specific Shrek rave follow up. This is what I'm suggesting: is that we're okay. going to go to more Shrek raves. And I would like to document... I mean, I imagine you will. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would like to document the things that I think are noteworthy about the Shrek raves. In this case, it's not much. I forgot to mention in the last episode that they played All-Star nine full times. <laughs> you were keeping count? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I wasn't keeping count. And in fact, we left a little bit early, but... Uh, they could have played friends, nine more times. Will, yeah. Willie was keeping count. Wow. Um, and it was nine different remixes, which is funny because wow. that means... That means it was definitely like significantly more than once per DJ, <laughs> which is yeah, funny. yeah, good point. <laughs> we listened to like three, I, I think, mean, or four. It is three, Shrek yeah, rave. three or four DJs. That's yeah. true. That's true. I mean, it's the Shrek song. Like it, it yeah. I mean, you don't have a lot to work with. There's like a few. Yeah. There's a few oh, songs. You got, you got, you got the Believer cover. Yep, also yep. by Smash Mouth. They played that banger. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I need sure a hero. Did. Do and, we hear that? And, I need a hero, of course. Oh yeah, they. Um, I, th- I think they played that. Maybe and then, I'm mis- and then I'm you mistaken. have, and then you have, have the 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 fight song that the name I can't remember right now. Bad reputation. Um, 
yes yes yeah they, they the mosh song yep yep yeah the mosh <laughs> song. god could you imagine moshing to that like when that song actually came out that oh, would have been that banging hard wouldn't have been shrek paint uh getting sweated on you though so. that's true there i wouldn't have been green at the would've end blood yeah yeah <laughs> sean was that uh was that one of your first mosh pits it's the first one that I've seen up close. Yeah, I I was tempted, <laughs> as all things in life, to to try. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I'd, I yeah I think I'd die. It's not an exaggeration. I think I'd get crumpled. <laughs> I think I'd get tossed aside. And that I one think was you'd a big. Find one. me an hour later. We mentioned somewhere else. We briefly discussed that that one was a particularly that was a that was a <laughs> Shrek lovers mosh pit. Yeah, that was a big. That was a big boys club. I mean, yeah, there was some. Boys. Some I could large tell, humans. I could tell that there were some people in there that loved Shrek a little bit more than me, and I, I did not want to get <laughs> in the way of that crossfire. Well, that was... The, I the, mean, that's definitely true. How did it compare... How did God. the pit compare uh, to the... Uh, what's it called? To the yeah, pit Black Midi that one? you saw at Black Midi, yeah. Oh, my God. No, that, that, that was... Yeah, that was, like, that was like a wave. That was like yeah. half of the crowd... As yeah, one the, cohesive organic unit moving and thrashing against each other, uh, it was a uh, joy and also a terrifying a sight to see. It was crazy looking. Yeah, that uh, one was yeah. so that one was so energetic and large that I think it was almost more fun to look at than it was to be in. Because yeah, I don't I was think that. you could tell. I don't think you could tell in the pit like how magnificent that thing was. Yeah, um, when you're in it, you, you lose you lose sight of the beauty of it, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like in yeah. in in pits like that, you can feel it though. They feel different yeah. than just like big men smashing into each other. It's pits. true. When yeah. it is just like when it is just like you are part of like a current of humanity. Like it on it to me, and uh, like not to like wax poetic, but like it's like a spiritual experience when you get like blasted by like that i feel like the the mosh pit at shame at the venue that i saw because it was massive looked like that like i i also observed it but like yeah same energy it was just everyone on the floor was just swaying together and i i went to see that they were the openers for shame when i saw them but i went to see them again it's this irish band called neep cap this hip-hop trio and like again even though they're smaller like it wasn't and it's not quite as like vibey music it was like very like hard-hitting like hip-hop with either like house tracks or like just classic hip-hop tracks in the background but like the way the crowd just got into it was just like it was just movement it's just crazy i think that like that's that's special like it's fun to just be in like a violent mosh pit like always wholesome but like you know just like smashing (laughs) into each other but it's also fun to just be like the music is causing this like almost like natural disaster level movement within everything yeah yeah, yeah. I've, I've never been part of one myself i've the only time i've unintentionally i guess been moshed was <laughs> and i didn't know that this would even happen because <laughs> it doesn't seem like the crowd or the band i i saw um always and the strokes play in seattle Neither of those bands seem like Whoa. they would exhibit that energy to like. If you think Strokes fans aren't moshing, but oh my you God. but you say that, and then you you look at every other live performance, and you're like, man, this crowd's dead. And then it it yeah. clicked with me when I was in the moment. I I realized, oh my God, wait, no, this is 
grunge city. This is like everyone thinks yeah. that they're at a grunge show. And so that's exactly oh, how it was in, treated. in Seattle. Yeah. And it was I just see. like, it was, it felt more mean-spirited than <laughs> I think it was, than like a, an actual, you know, proper mosh would. It felt more just like I'm fighting for survival and people... I mean, people outwardly said that they were going to hurt me, and so I was like, I don't want to let this impact my <laughs> opinion of the ideal mosh because I, I think this is just getting caught up in the talking. Well, like before the the sh- before like the strokes oh. went on, the lights went out, and then like this, a few people were giving me problems like before it even started, like just harassing wow. people, and I was like. I don't know. I said something, and they were, and then the lights went out, and all I heard was one of them go, "I'm gonna get you." And then, the, and then the band came out, and oh I got, I got stomped out. I was like, "Oh my god!" And it was, I mean, it looked like a mosh, but I was just like, I, I had to get out of there. I, I don't oh, think that that's a proper mosh. Though I think that was uh, just that was, aggressive that people. Like not a proper mosh. That sounds like violent <laughs> drunk people. Yeah, like, that was that's violent. Yeah, that's a different grunge vibe. wanting animals. And uh, nice, nice, nice show though. But yeah, wow, I'd like to try it properly one day with with a, a, a Sherpa, perhaps. Maybe Hello can, <laughs> yeah, can carry I me mean, in there and carry there's me not out. a lot of guidance that can be offered. It is yeah. like inherently just, yeah, you'll 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 get I mean, it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there there are simple rules and they're very similar to like an amusement park ride. It's right. really just keep all arms and legs inside <laughs> the ride at all times. Chin up, don't lower yeah. your head, and just just stay upright. Just don't go down at yeah, all costs. Yeah. Do not go down, and um, and pick up anybody then, that yeah. falls down. That's the yeah. big yeah. one. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's like in a good mosh. If you go down, you get picked back up. Like I don't know, and like at, at the end of the day, there's no hard feelings. Like I, in the last mosh pit I was in, a friend, uh, 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 not a friend, a man I will never see again, and <laughs> I consensually headbutted. Um, yeah. We both chose to occupy the same space with our heads at the same time and yeah, accidentally came into a high-velocity contact between our heads. <laughs> and then we moved away. Like, it, it hurt, but, like, no, there was no, like, oh, I'm going to hunt down this headbutt. It's like, <laughs> oh, no, like, that's just, this is part of it, all right? Like, I'm pretty sure I, I, I accidentally threw a couple bows, and then I caught a couple bows here and there, you know? Elbows yeah. are flying, and, like... You just, you know, everything. That's why it's just like, really, you want to be like a, a, a sausage. You just want to be as like tall and <laughs> long as possible. A yeah, reed and, in the breeze. And just, and go with the flow is, is usually my advice. Yeah. I mean, fight, fight when you want to and push back when you want to. But otherwise, like, just enjoy the ride. Like, you're going to get sent yeah. in one direction and then sent in another direction. And just keep standing. You'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, also, there's also, not a lot yeah, to prepare like, for. It, and 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 generally, if someone if someone does something to you, it's not because they want to get you in a good mosh pit. Like I I, <laughs> I fully believe that there were bad actors at this Strokes concert. <laughs> yeah, um, that doesn't. But that, I've never heard somebody like open up a pit by like yeah. I'm gonna fuck you up. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna hurt you. That's madness. Yeah. Or like if they did, there would be a clear context to it that made it just feel like, oh fuck, we're gonna mosh real hard right now, but yeah, not yeah. like actually get. Yeah, it wouldn't murdered. be directed like that. 
It wouldn't be like, but like, yeah, if if somebody (laughs) if somebody runs into you or somebody pushes you or somebody just starts like starting something, really what they're doing is they're they're offering they're offering the opportunity to push back or to shove them because that's what they want. They want to be pushed. They're pushing because no one's been pushing them. They need it. They crave it. I'm getting hyped right now. I'm getting so amped up from this speech. <laughs> they want it. They want to get it. Damn. I need like a music sting behind that when you edit it, like building up. I'll I'll I'll, I'll put it. Yeah. I'll I'll have a I'll have a build up. I'll go through my Ableton <laughs> sample presets and find the um the the Braveheart speech yeah. backing track. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Shrek uh, was was a delight. Good plans. Yeah. Good. Well, since we're coaching you through your hopefully f- soon first mosh experience, let's uh, <laughs> let's just straight up interview you. Uh, th- this yeah. this week or this episode of uh, the Jam Jar, we have with us the lead singer of the band Astronaut Class, Sean Laser. And actually, I, not just Astronaut Class, is that right? Are you? Are you the vocalist in other bands? I know you're in a couple other bands. I, I do drums for the other members of my band's bands. There's there's a cinematic universe we have going, essentially. Nice. But, uh, a Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Just I just do drums for, for three three other bands, but astronaut classes, I, I sing. I sing for Got it. Got it. Okay. Love it. Amazing. Yeah. Adam, I know you had some questions, but I, I just wanted to know really quickly... Do you? Because I know you used to play drums in in ass class. Uh, yeah. Do you do you miss it? I do. I do miss it. Um, okay. If I think I think if I didn't have the outlet to play drums with other people for, with those other uh, yeah. bands, I think I'd miss it more. But also, just a it was just really difficult to sing and play the drums at the same time. Yeah. For some songs, for some it's it's pretty monotonous, but. And also, you just miss the uh, presence of a frontman, which like yeah. I'm, I don't, yeah, I don't even know if I'm decent at it, but like there was nothing there before, so it was you're, just like kind of felt empty. You're definitely pretty good at it. <laughs> Thank you. And and the band sounds tight. I, I don't, I'm not like trying to suggest you run back to drums. I, I yeah, like your drummer. I th- yeah. I, I'm embarrassed to admit that I don't know the name of a single other person in your band. I have been <laughs> bad about There's the too Beach many of Boys them. all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brian Wilson and then the Beach Boys, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, the, Sean, uh, Love and, uh, Sean Love. Sean Laser. Sean <laughs> Love. Sean Love. Who, That's my next tell me, who is the name? <laughs> who, who is the drummer? Tell me. I, what, yeah, uh, what is we, his name? The, the other members of the band we've known or have been connected through like school or other avenues, mm-hmm. but the, the drummer is the newest person in all of our lives his name's harry harrison fletcher is his full name which just sounds like a musician's name name. good name there's just something about it nicest guy ever i'm waiting for the day that he sins i literally have Mm. not seen him be mean or do anything wrong it's it's uneasy at times because i'm just expecting something to happen but no he's he's an absolute delight and he's great and he's the most important part he's okay with uh some asshole telling him how to play the drums because i am essentially doing that whenever we learn a new song is at least for this album i wrote all the drums so like when he got in kind of late and had to learn everything there's like little things here and there and i i know i hate being told that whenever i'm like behind the kit and someone that isn't the drummer is like i don't know it's just like maybe i'm bad at taking uh 
criticism or something, but like I'm just expecting him to like blow up at me. And there are times where I'm super anal about certain things, and he's just like the most understanding person ever. So that's been great oh, for good. him to just like get on board with it, and he's just happy to be there and play music and yeah, just like the the best personality. Awesome. Well, I'm glad it's working out. I, I'm I look forward to meeting the rest of your band. We can we can discuss them briefly as as they come up. Yeah, I wanted, yeah. Adam Adam wrote some questions here. I'll I'll read one off real quick. Tell me about the name Astronaut Class. What's the story? Where Where did that name come from? Uh, yeah, it's a good I, name. I I, thank I, you. I I understood as I understood as soon as I heard it. I was like, ah, that's yeah. a good name. But but is right. is there any like, story behind it? It's like the the conundrum is always like when you say your band name, you don't want people to go something what? Like you don't want it. You don't want that to be their initial reaction of like, oh, I didn't hear what you said or something or for it to be confusing. Right. I had probably a list of like 20 different band names that I ran by. What at the time was just a three-man band. Because we had a, we were playing a Halloween show as our first, it's like a house show. And uh, I ran 20 names out that I thought were pretty swell. And uh, none of those names saw the light of day. And our, our rhythm guitarist, Chase, the Orange Astronaut, just said that he had he had always thought that the name astronaut class would be cool for something and that's essentially it and i'm good he could have he could have said i'm sure he had a ton of other great names i'm glad he said that one mainly just because it gave us a really easy costume idea for that halloween show which was just oh yeah astronaut suits from spirit halloween and uh now we wear them at every show so it's sort of a part of the whole shtick so i'm glad it stuck it it adds if if I may say it adds a lot to the yeah. to the energy, like good. Watching a band play good music is always a good time. Watching a band dressed up as astronauts play good music <laughs> is always a better time. Like right. it's really it really is yeah. is it has a huge presence. I look forward to someday taking Adam to a show. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, Hillel's already skipped over my very cleverly worded who what where why and how are you um I did, yeah. so we'll 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 move by that we'll move past that um i'm great i'm great <laughs> yeah good i'm glad to know I, I that's that's what i really care about i want to know how you do it um what else what do we what do we got um i have some stuff written here but actually what i what i really want to know i mean I listen to your music, and you seem to be a, a listener of, of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, and particularly <laughs> their last album that you listen to is one of their heaviest. So I'm just curious, as far as like this band goes, like Astronaut Class specifically, what would you say like your musical influences are? E- whether in style or like in, in bands that you enjoy, artists you enjoy, yeah. other, other things? Um, I've, we, I've heard a lot of people after a show ends say that it sounds like the strokes slash what's that band that had okay uh, franz ferdinand yeah that band i don't oh, yeah, I've, i haven't listened to franz ferdinand except for the song which we all know the one um, take take me out the one song the, yeah the, the yeah the franz they're, ferdinand they're great song. song i'm sure i'm sure uh, yeah i'm sure that i'm sure they song. have a great discography, uh, honestly but. quick segue listen to Franz Ferdinand. Most <laughs> yeah. of their music doesn't sound like that, and they are actually a phenomenal band. I think that in America, they've been really undersold by the fact that they are just known for, like, that one hit. Yeah, which is a it is a banger. I do like that song. Oh, it is. It's, a, it's, it's an just absolute a, It's been banger, unfortunately like, overplayed, and so, that yeah, you're right. Everyone yeah. knows them as that band. Yeah. 
I yeah. I have definitely said that you sound like the Strokes. I've said that to people. Yeah, that's yeah. I can't that was sure. sort of the, I mean, you, the intention. You cover the Strokes. At, yeah, in, yeah. In some of your, I make uh, them cover the Strokes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> They've been dying to get let out of it's, that prison, but I won't it's them. a great sound. It's a great sound. I <laughs> no, I I, I, can, uh, I I can hear that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I have only ever recorded one song in my life. And it was a cover of a Strokes song. Which uh, one? It it was a uh, it was at the time like their sort of humongous hit, uh, Reptilia. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and I recorded it with a band that you know is one of those like high school bands that mm-hmm. existed for the brief like <laughs> two sessions that we spent in some guy's basement. Uh, it's magical though. Yeah, and I remember. I remember it being really hard to mimic that sound that of of oh. uh, Julian Casablanca's vocals, mm-hmm. and you guys do it quite well. I think you're like doing it the right way, like with pedals and stuff. I was just yeah. trying to make my voice sound like that, like a yeah. fool. <laughs> like a fool. No, it's it, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> we've we've made the joke, and I love like two favorite vocalists for for me of all time, at least for like male singers has been uh julian casablanca's from the strokes but also uh matthew cause from not a surf who Mm. has hit notes that i i could never dream of hitting and something about the melodic nature of that guy's voice that is probably makes him my favorite but i yeah there's something about julian casablanca's like laid back voice which is great we've always made the joke in the band of and and it's not true at all but it's just like sort of the, the the joke that happens is like oh julian casablanca has never hit a note in his life but he sounds incredible like he's just like there's something <laughs> about that laid back way that he's able to like almost talk or or make it seem effortless i guess is what i'm trying to get across like yeah that that yeah that is like such an important part of that aesthetic and like that that voice that i think yeah. is like not appreciated enough it's like the effortlessness yeah. The, yeah. yeah, he just like, makes he makes being cool seem effortless. There's something about like it. Jack. Yeah, yeah, like, like Jack. Jack, as always, yeah. like Jack. <laughs> Classic, <laughs> cool. So is that like that? That's like one of your big inspirations. I I guess that like that that tracks. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah. for the for like the way that I'd I'd like the the guitars at least to feel of like the Strokes are really good at making their rhythm and their lead, although oftentimes like it's both just playing lead at the same time but there's something about like the alternating nature of like a call and response between the two guitars that i've always yeah really been a fan of that i try and probably to a fault try to emulate as much as i can in terms of like filling the sound with as much sound i guess as you can between the instruments like my brother-in-law who's the lead guitarist uh is constantly complaining to me because he's he calls it he calls it noodleville where it's just like the most noodly little guitar parts that I'm <laughs> I'm making him play, and he's just like it's all noodles. Like it doesn't make any sense. You're just filling, you're just filling space up to fill it up. And I was like, I just wanted you to have a job to do. I didn't want you to be bored. And so I made all of his parts just not stop. And uh, it's been it's been enjoyable to 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 do that in the recording booth and everything. And it's been a challenge for sure. But like I I think I think it's worked out in the end to a point of like not ripping off but just trying to emulate the sense of like the sound being filled i guess with every instrument yeah the the wall of sound 
The wall of sound. Oh, yeah. And also, like, just pretty bare-bones, simple drums, which is the unsung hero of music, I think. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, last episode, or was it last episode? Very recently we talked about how the bass was the unsung hero. And then... Oh, no, yeah, no, I mean, like, bass and drums, both rhythm, both incredibly imp- important but also I like mean, it's what the, you it's, feel it's, in your guts yeah yeah it's great when they <laughs> pop I, off I but it's that, also great when they do nothing you know but i i think that uh, in in what you just said mm-hmm. sean is that like simple drums are truly like simple rhythm mm-hmm. simple mm-hmm. rhythm sections can very much be especially in like today's day and age of like you know the thundercats and yeah. the all the jay dilla inspired like drummers like the the um god Oh my God! Why can't I remember? Um, from the Roots, what is his name? Oh yeah. Why can't I remember it? But like all these, all these people who are like next level drummers who just and bass players who drum and bass in like a lead level, like that is the that is the sung hero. Yeah. And it's like yeah. they're amazing. But like I think that it's led to a lot of people who maybe aren't on that level pushing themselves to try and play drums in a way that's maybe more interesting than they're capable of. And like there are a lot yeah. of songs out there that are just like they're good songs because there's a drummer and there's a bassist playing the E string and putting <laughs> four on the floor. Yeah. And like if there's one thing the 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 fucking the fucking strokes <laughs> can tell you is that you can make a good song with a bass player just playing the E string. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's great. It's 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 deceivingly simple and it's, it's deceivingly intricate when it needs to be. It's like learning a stroke song with the I mean, band yeah. is like always fun because it's like someone not everyone like five out of the six members are going to have an easy time, but there's w- at least one member every time that goes, yeah, this song is like crazy. And like, <laughs> like yeah. the drummer is getting screwed or the, the lead guitar is getting screwed. So someone is doing something intricate, but the rest of them are just servicing the song yeah. and doing uh, oftentimes something very simple, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's unsung I mean, for sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure the first bass lines I ever learned on bass were Reptilia and Juicebox by The Strokes because oh, they yeah, are... Oh, Juicebox, dude. Like, they're so good. Like, they're such good songs, and it's so fun to, like, play along with that, and you're playing, and I feel like it just gives you that immediate feeling. Like, I think it's such an important part of learning an instrument is just, like, having a super accessible song to play that makes you feel like you are a part of that song, but yeah. also is so accessible that you can just do it. Like, you can just bust it out. It's like, if you have some <laughs> basic fundamentals, honestly, not even some basic fundamentals, if you can, like, pick it up and, like, kind of hold a rhythm, yeah. you can play those two songs. It's oh, not yeah. hard. But, like, but they're such good songs that, like, suddenly you're like, I'm a part of, like, some art right now. And that's yeah. just... Yeah, they're 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 yeah it's like able able to make you feel like a rock star without putting in a ton of work which is always a plus (laughs) yeah and there's that like you're like collaborating like you you're you're a part yeah 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 i guess that's the rock star part too like yeah not just on your own i'm curious sean it's one of the questions on here and I, i actually don't know the answer like where did you get this love of music like you're clearly about that life. You you've got I a dabble. bunch of bands. Yeah, you've got you got a bunch of bands. You listen to a bunch of bands. You I mean, what what's yeah. the inspiration? Like you're you haven't been an adult for, you know, forever. For too like, long. What's the yeah. Where did it where did it come from? Um 
grow, growing up, we had uh, we were in a military family, so like we were going around to all sorts of different places, and for some reason, uh, we were all forced to be in a like family band, like that would like oh. sing like the same like four songs, like some gospel, some like like the, I don't know, just like the national anthem or the Star Spangled Banner or something like that. Like there's right. There's just a few, you know, the 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 the, the old tried and true set list that the family had. We'd bust it out. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, like I, I, that was always looked at as like a negative thing growing up. Where I was like, oh my god, like I don't even like these songs. Music is really boring. Um, right. <laughs> I don't care for this particularly, and it feels forced. And uh, so that was what I thought until I was around like, I don't know, probably like nine. And I just had no in- interest in anything to do with music. The only thing I had interest in was the drums, which I, which uh, my oldest brother Brian played, and I was just always jealous of him being able to play the drums. And uh, the the drum beat to the the 1986 Transformers film for the the song that goes Transformers, that one. Uh, uh-huh. There's a yeah. super simple just snare kick hi hat beat in that, and so whenever he would let me get on the kit i just try to emulate that as much as possible still just not very into it and then um like a like a beacon from some force itself after a a very heavy day of playing with transformers with my best friend uh who's the keyboardist in ass class we were like kids and uh he pulls out his mp3 player at the end and he goes dude you should listen to this band called the strokes this song rocks and i listened to hard to explain for the first time uh, literally oh, just gotcha. like changed a lot for just that one moment where i was just like oh my god first of all this is the transformers the soundtrack drum beat and they just like it's a, it's a super simple beat but i was like oh my god like this is something that i recognize that's used in a completely different way not cheesy at all and it rocks and it just really just made me fall in love with it and uh yeah and my uh my sister and her boyfriend at the time who's now my brother-in-law and the guitarist in ass class uh but they they were starting a band and they needed someone to play for uh the 930 club they had back when they did uh battle of the bands anyone could sign up oh right it was great um but you did have to sell like a butt ton of tickets and it was sort of sketchy but that's kind of standard um <laughs> yeah it was a money grab for sure oh it was totally money. but you could say that you played though. at the 930 club like you know <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, could say that. That's a big deal. Yeah, I, I conned my way into being into that band, being the drummer for them. Everyone else was like, uh, teenage, old, kind of older teenagers, going into like seventeen, eighteen. And how and, old? Were, uh, how old were you? I was nine. So I'm. I think to this day, I'm the youngest drummer in the ni- that ever played at the nine thirty club. To this, I think so. I was like For nine. I was like you, nine you and a half. You heard it here, guys. <laughs> on 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 the jam jar, we have our guest, the youngest drummer to the ever youngest play drummer at the no, nine thirty. Just club. ever, just the youngest. Just no, the youngest uh, <laughs> drummer. We have the youngest drummer ever. He's still nine years old. He He's still nine. Age. He's not allowed to drive. <laughs> yeah. I don't even was, know if uh, I could like. I don't even know if I could play a video game when I was nine. It was let terrible. The, I mean, like, I did not do drums. a good job. I did not do a good job. I uh, I hopped on for one song. They they played an all acoustic set, and then they wanted to cover "Young Folks" by Peter Bjorn and John. And uh, oh my god, 
I at least conned, that's a pretty easy drum part. <laughs> I conned my way into that band because like my sister was on the phone with her boyfriend. They're like talking about what song to cover, and in the background, I was just practicing that intro fill, which is just like a and then it just goes into what is essentially kick every few beats, and then like you're just playing the snare. You're literally just playing the snare, just going back and forth. It's so easy. So I played that for the yeah. I played one song with them when I was like nine or ten, and then I just stayed with them and I did drums for them for as long as that band did things and i uh just kept going yeah well that explains it i was like i i was gonna guess you were like 15 when that happened i had Mm. heard this story a little bit Mm -hmm. i didn't realize you were fucking nine that's so young yeah Yeah, that that ihop trip afterwards was a was a big highlight yeah (laughs) i went to high hop everyone youngest drummer it was a big deal once oh, it was the wow, easy, it is good. the easiest song though of all time to play on the drums, <laughs> but it, you play. But again, but it's you were like, That's the feeling I'm talking about. You're performing it like that's so sick. Yeah, yeah. You, I wasn't doing anything when I like. I hope you understand how little I was doing when I was nine years old. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think I had any like interests. I think I was just like a like a sugar craving monster. <laughs> Oh my well, that, God. that's that's why I think that that moment that I listened to Hard to Explain for the first time, like there's like you see all those memes where it's like, it's like a pic, it's like a video of someone and like they like stop in their tracks and like it's the 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 caption of the meme is like when you gain consciousness or something like that for the first time when you're like right in you know in school or something. I think that was kind of the first time that I was like, oh yeah, like I get what I want to right. do. Like this is clearly this, like playing with Transformers and GI Joes with my with my best friend. And making these awesome stories together can only go so far, and I think we're starting to get to the end of that part of our lives. <laughs> and we were both feeling super bummed about it. Like we talk about it at school and just be like, "Dude, we can't keep doing this, but it's so much fun." And then wow. we both just got into music, and and uh, yeah, that was that was Amazing. definitely the time where I I at least yeah found like a a definitive way to feel happy at any time just to just to listen or or try yeah. that music, which is super to, to engage super in that for. creative pro. Yeah, wow. Uh, that's cool. Uh, you touched on it briefly. The this guy, this friend of yours. This is the keyboardist. What what's his name? Yeah, yeah, Jake. He's uh, yeah, Jake Rome. He's the Chrome keyboardist astronaut. Um, yeah, Got he's it. my uh, yeah, he's my my best friend. Uh, also the he's the brother of the green astronaut, who's my brother-in-law. It's it's all connected. There's a there's Got a it. web. Got it. Of family on some mafia shit. Okay. Yeah, some mafia shit. <clears throat> Alrighty. So I know we've got more here, but uh, I think we should take a break for weather. Hello, and welcome back to our weekly homage to the wonderful podcast, Welcome to Night Vale. It is now time for the weather. This week's weather is brought to you by the band Hagstone with their song, Psychomania.
The Jam Jar Podcast is entirely listener-supported, so if you like what we do here and you'd like us to keep doing it, keep making more of this music podcast content, then head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the jam jar. That's the jam jar. No caps, no spaces, no added ingredients. We've got some cool stuff over there. We've got the extended cuts of our episodes, usually released a bit before they come out on Spotify, as well as MP3s to download of some of our weathers. So, if listening to exclusive pre-release content sounds like your jam, then head on over and donate. Otherwise, we love all of you. Let's get back to the show. Questlove. I just but, remembered it. Oh, thank oh you. shit. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Now we're back. There we go. <laughs> Gripped and ripped, baby. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Sean, I've just realized that I think our voices sound identical over recording, and that's going to drive me insane. That's going to be great. <laughs> that's going to be so you good. Got, oh, shit, you guys do sound similar. I'll, I'll speak in a, <laughs> in a higher register for the duration of the podcast. <laughs> oh, man, I was really hoping you were going to say, like, Swedish accent. That was... <laughs> <laughs> Not again. Not again. We'll get, we'll, we'll get canceled. Um, yeah, get all right, again. so the final question, the final thing that we had on here, because we kind of did make it through all the other questions I got through, is um, now, that the, now that the single's out, which is Dancing for Two, for those of you that may not have caught last episode's, um, last episode's weather, is what's next? And I had some other questions here because I didn't know, but then Hillel put um, a third one here that kind of spoils the answer yeah. to the other one so so I'll, I'll leave that to Hillel we I since I've never met you in real life um this one has a bit of heat behind it so if if Hillel <laughs> wants to lean into this where? one <laughs> where where is the album Sean you've been talking about this fucking album you've been talking about this album I know there's an album coming where is it it, it where is, is it is still being made two months at a time in like the most inefficient way of all time. Of, okay. Uh, what do I? You. So okay. So I have to. You're saying I have to drive you. You. Right now you. What I'm saying is, I need a driving buddy so that I don't die and uh, I can go more often. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. And don't, for my Honda Civic not, to uh, get out of the shop you, so I can have something to drive. Don't uh, don't joke around right now, cause I'll, I will fucking drive. So okay, I'm I'm skipping ahead here. Uh, <laughs> You have an album coming, right? Yeah, yeah. Ideally, ideally at the end of the year, hopefully fall. Okay. I, I think that is realistic. You, you don't have to make any promises. Don't worry. It's realistic. I, I, I'm being, I'm being facetious. You take your time <laughs> and make your album, however you want to make it. But uh, I am excited for it. I'm excited. Nobody I know has ever released an album on streaming services before, except for like, I don't know. I guess I know the Pigeons, but not very yeah. well. Uh, yeah and then so that it's and it sounds like it's been really hard (laughs) like not to spoil my question or whatever but like how much harder is it to make an album than you thought it was going to be um and yeah and the the way that i'm doing it right now uh vary just because it's i'm just trying to uh 
speed it along as like try to fast track the process as much as I can. Not Bursting. in a not in a way that like I think is gonna be a detriment to the sound, but I've I've had uh, for for the original band that I was in with my sister and my my brother-in-law it was uh, Call Me Gobi, and they they still have music and uh, they have a they have a single out called Lightning Strikes Again, which is great, and we have like a lot of more songs fully recorded already. So I've for the past like decade we've been making progress on that and okay. just the nature of that long process and. We, we couldn't have done it any other way just because we all, you know, have full-time jobs in school and yeah. um, one of us is like 10 and at the time. So it's like it's, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of <laughs> things at play that just made that not ideal. And um, so I, I, I've definitely been picking up a lot of, uh, I guess, ideas and like workflows of how that band did it. And I okay. think I've successfully used it to like, I mean, it's it's a it's a chore to record most of the time. It's super fulfilling when it when it finally clicks. But I will say that the the people that are recording this album have I've never worked with like a more tight knit group of like professional. I don't know, just like the way that we have it uh, ironed out every single trip to like get what we set out to do accomplished, which is like you know, you're on a limited time, you're on a limited. Uh, budget it's just like there's a lot of factors at play and i think it's it's gone as best as it could and i'm super happy and proud with how it's currently going it just is that, that's awesome it just is every two months <laughs> recording and so like in that gap you're trying to like right now i'm trying to put together the order for the tracks and uh because i like that's just something that is is weighing heavily on me and like trying to make sure that it has a good album flow that and uh that's really hard to do when like <laughs> there's not final vocals for 90% of the songs yet, or there's right. not final this or that. And like, so you're just having to like fill in the gaps with your brain and be like, okay, well maybe this song would sound good right after this other song. If the intro was in it, cause it's not in it yet. And so that part has been difficult. So having the segmented, like ideally in a perfect world, you'd, you know, you'd shave off two, three months and you just do it in that two or three month time. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> It goes a lot smoother, I'm imagining, that way. Everything you're saying, I swear, like, I have a new question every, like, four seconds while you're talking. <laughs> I'm going to try, try and jump back real quick. When it becomes super fulfilling, right, when it all clicks yeah. together. Because, yeah. like, I, I think I, I know what you mean. Like, obviously, I've never done this. But the just this, like, you're, you're in the thick of it. It's really hard. You're not sure if it's going to work. You're, like, very easily demoralized. And it's, like, you're, you're feeling like your tank is low. Oh, yeah. And then it clicks, and you yeah. and you've got it. Is that moment in the booth when you realize like you're taking the right take, or are you talking mm. about like when you're listening back and you hear that one that like you or like when is that moment that you're yeah. describing? Yeah, yeah, it's a good it's a good question. I think the I don't think I've ever felt it after like a direct take, especially with vocals okay. where I'm like. I, I feel like I nail it. It's always like... That's what I was curious about. That's like, always after the You feel the it in the moment. Yeah. Because yeah, sometimes, like, just for in other areas of life, right? Like, yeah. I'll be, like, too drained to realize that, like, I did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it hits after the fact. That's, yeah, I'd say that's, like, uh, that's probably a good portion of when that feeling comes in is when... It's, it's almost never on my parts, 
like right after the moment it's usually like i finally um explain something the way cause i'm terrible at explaining things especially in like a music <laughs> environment when it's like no 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 you got it you got, you got it <laughs> my like my brother-in-law who's just like trying his best to play these lead guitar parts that i made up and like i don't know how to play guitar and so i'm explaining it to him in like the dumbest way possible and he's like you're playing a note that you could just hit right here and i'm going yeah i know that you figure that out i'm sorry but i'm just letting you know what the notes are and it's like i know it's like pulling teeth and like it's 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 not necessarily my fault it's not his fault it's just like a natural impasse you're going to come to when you're in the booth and like you're you know he, a non-guitarist is, talk, is trying to tell a guitarist how to play the guitar. It's just like not, it's totally backwards. And so like, but when when those moments are recorded and it's all in and it's like somewhat mixed and I feel it, which is a good feeling to feel where it's like, oh yeah, I think this is finally hitting. I feel it the most whenever he he is listening back and he goes, oh yeah, no, that part, yeah, I get it now. Like that, that was good. I get probably 99% of my, confidence from anything with this band or anything in general from one of the other guys telling me that it's worth it or that's it's worth pursuing like that's how the rest of the album was written when the band started it was like three original songs and um and then Mm. they didn't hate it and so i just kept writing more and then they kept not hating it and they kept saying that they liked it and so i kept writing more and it's honestly is as that's awesome it was as simple as that for my brain to click in and go yeah you should keep doing this like you don't have to feel confident in it if these guys are and in doing so i am eventually confident in it like by the end of the whole experience like i I do have confidence in the songs at this point genuinely yeah i hope so i mean it's good stuff like if if there's any way i can grant confidence like please (laughs) like Believe me when I say that it is yeah. your what you're doing is worth doing. Like thank you. You're you're a talented performer, and I'm I you know so don't worry about that. Uh, yeah, it's interesting to me that that uh, th- those moments happen during that collaborative process. That that's mm-hmm. like sort of sort of that that sounds like the answer to to my original question to me. Like yeah, it hits you it hits you when somebody else is listening back and they sort of realize a part of the vision with you like yeah that's that's when you have a moment of like oh it's clicking like the, yeah so for that, sure. that is that's very interesting to me because um, it's like you're it's like you're trying to get something out of your mouth that your brain is telling you and someone else finally goes oh you're saying this and it's like that's just naturally a really satisfying feeling to have for yeah. like you to i don't know to like be trying to explain something not not even like with the with the actual performing aspect of it, or like, like I don't mean that just me going, oh, you play this note here, you play this note here. Like, I guess I mean like just them also liking it, and like I can tell like after like a few times practicing it, after everyone's a little more confident, people start to like be more excited to play it, and um, right. And then I think it's just sort of like this unspoken thing in the room where we're, we all feel more natural playing it, and people are. Like for me, I know that one of the songs is worth it when they start uh, making fun of the lyrics and they start changing the lyrics to make it like overtly sexual, which is how I uh-huh. I know it's good. Where they just like ruin everything that I'm trying to say and they just purposefully uh, <laughs> make joke ridiculous lyrics with it. And it's like that's how I know it's worth it. Where I'm just like, yeah, okay, cool. The boys are into it. I can keep going. Awesome. Uh, I love that. I have couple questions i'm gonna pick my favorite and start there 
Well, actually, uh, hold on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Adam, uh, you have recently put on a big performance. I know it wasn't a musical performance, technically, uh, but it was with music involved. When did you so, have, have that moment that, like, it's clicking? Like, And what was this was performance? It, was it, I, so, I'm a... I'm, this is a music podcast. I will reiterate before I say <laughs> this interesting fact about myself, um, because I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. Like, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna segue real quick, Hillel, and then I will come back to answering this question. Okay. Um, how I, I just want to ask you a question, Sean. How often, or like, not how often, are there times at which you actively avoid telling people that you are a musician? Like, there are are there times where you're like, I'm meeting someone new, and they ask me what I do, and I could say the most interesting thing that I do, or I can tell them the boring job that I have. Yeah, it's like, the boring option. Like, do you ever, do you do you go for the boring option? Yeah. Like, do you ever go for, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. There's something, there's something, yeah, I don't know, there's something weird about it, divulging it right off the bat. It, it's... It's also like it feels very vulnerable. Like yeah. it just like it's a weird you're putting yourself out there in a weird way. Um and Shit, on that did note, I, it's did I fuck I up? Did I should I not oh, no, have no, no, this no, up? No, 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 no. I think I, I I just I enjoy that you brought it up because I got to I don't know, commit commiserate with someone else in a different <laughs> di- different artistic field than my own about something that like a lot of people I know talk about a lot and like I don't know. I, I lie sometimes, but um, I moved to England to go to circus school. I'm a professional acrobat, and I just had a big performance for school, basically. It was like a, a, a thesis, like a, a personal devised performance thing that we had to do for a big audience Super on a big stage. Gas. Um, fucking awesome. That sounds amazing. I, I'll, I'll send you the video. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. So yeah. Good. But I think, like, so for me, it's like I knew that I knew that I did it the second night I performed it. Well, okay, so, like, I think I had, like... There's so many different stages to it, because, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not gonna lie, like, I... The making of the whole thing, I had to build a prop for it. Like, I had to build a set piece from scratch that no one had ever made before. I invented it, I built it, I performed on it, like... Yeah, it was like a... It was like a... Like, imagine a rocking chair combined with a set of stairs. Oh, yeah. whoa. Okay. Um, and, and so, like, I, and also, like, I do stairs. aerial, basically. <laughs> so, like, I'm rigged into the ceiling, and I do a lot of spinning around and flipping up, like, as I as I go up into the ceiling. But then also I'm on, like, this rocking stair thing. And so, like, I think that one of the, one of the satisfying process of it was I built that, and, like, I went to university for a sculpture the first time around, and, like, building things then was, like nothing ever went in the time frame I wanted it to I was always late like everything was behind and it never looked the way I wanted it to and like this one I drew the plans I built it in a week every day I met the benchmark I intended to that day and at the end of the week it was done and I was like this has never happened before I'm uncomfortable with this I'm scared (laughs) like I might die tomorrow like this is wrong what (laughs) what could this possibly mean yeah yeah this is this is not the way so like that was satisfying and then like once I like there, there was a lot of stuff to overcome I had four people um enlisted to help me with this piece who just had to lift me up and down basically on the thing I was rigged to Mm -hmm. um when I figured out I needed four people and figured out all the choreography with them to get them to lift me up and down and like pull this rope and like 
understanding that like they were part of it that was satisfying but like overall it was a live performance at the end of the day so like the moment i knew that i did good and i'm sure you can empathize with this sean is when like the audience was on their feet cheering for me it's when on the second night because we did three shows on the second night that i performed i did it perfectly the audience was like like they just loved it and I went out last, and I got a standing ovation. And I think I fucking cried because, yeah. like, I'm I'm about to cry right now because that that is the best feeling. Like, I I did something that meant so much to me, and that I'd worked like months, months of my life went into it. Like, I was so proud of it, and like people validated me in that way. That's when I knew. But like there was any rehearsal victory was so undermined by how exhausted and angry I was. Right. I feel like recording is so much more like a rehearsal in that, like, even if you win, it's, it, it's not, it doesn't feel like a win in the same way that like strangers cheering for something you made or like yeah. acquaintances cheering for something you made. Like that is a specialness that yeah. like, is unmatched. I'm getting goosebumps as like, you talk about. I got to see this performance. I got to see it. Oh, uh, uh, hold on, <laughs> hold on. We don't have to do it on the show. But I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna yeah, do this before I forget. Set it my way right now. Yeah, well, the like, but, the, the, the performance like, aspect of it. You're right. Like you get instant, um, you get you, instant satisfaction from, from yeah. the people. Yeah, you're right. And and plus, you're like so high on adrenaline. Oh yeah. So it's also <laughs> that like. <laughs> you're just like you know your hormones are peaking and then also you're getting this like what is like a very deeply emotional validation in that same moment while you are probably at your most vulnerable due to like the intense chemicals running through your body it's just like but yeah that's that does does that answer the question hello i'm not sure but Uh, i I think so the thing that i was the most curious about that i was sort of getting around like that I was poking at with these questions is like, are you ever too tired and too exhausted to realize that you nailed it? And I, I think mean, clearly, I, clearly I would, the answer is yeah. yes. Uh, mm. mm-hmm. so. But it, de- it depends. I think that alone. Yes. Always. I think I would say I'm right. I, speaking for myself. I'm always too tired to know that I've nailed it. <laughs> I see other people get excited when like they do a trick they've been working on or like they finally put something together and like, they come down and they're like, oh, yes. And it's like, I nail a trick that I've been working on for days and it's just like, fucking finally. And then I'm like, all right, now I have to do it five more times to prove that I can actually do it. And then I'm going to go home and like be angry about the next thing that <laughs> I want to get instead of like basking in, you know, success. There's never enough time to like then, appreciate like, yeah. what you've worked for. Because there's so much to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. not, I'm not the best. it's a shame that that our brains do that because it's like it's objectively something that you should be so proud of and be able to have like afford your 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 brain the space to like bask in it a little bit but yeah i get it but but when you do it for like people then you get yeah like i'd say i'm at my most tired when i've done it for people like objectively because it's like all of the tiredness I've prepared for this performance or like in your case you prepared for this concert for like a while like mm-hmm. ready to go and then you do it you've been up there for an hour you're sweating you're exhausted and then the people love it and they just whoop and cheer and you're like ah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, yeah. This is it. This is why. This is it. This is the reasons. <laughs> and then the next day you, you wake up and you're just like having a panic attack because you're like, oh my God, it could have been so much better. <laughs> you start freaking out. Yeah. 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 Of course. But in that one moment. But in that moment. I'm not too tired. Yeah. <laughs> There's always that yeah. moment. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I'm, I, I'll, I'll have to pick your brain about it more sometime, Adam, because I'm, I'm curious about, you know, the lead up and like when you like, you know, because there's so many opportunities to give up on a creative project because you can oh, just say oh, yeah. like, you can just say like, well, this isn't going to work. Like so, some integral thing about it isn't going to work. So why do it? You know, but you don't know. Yeah. Like it just feels sometimes it just feels like it's not going to work. So I was just curious about how, you know, I mean, build, yeah, building an entirely new prop. Like there's, there's probably a hundred points during yeah. that process that I, w- I would have been like, yeah, no, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what the, what the fuck am I? Yeah. Yeah. How do I get this I, to work? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, again, I think I really lucked out with that. I, I don't think it, I don't want to depend on that being consistent. I don't <laughs> think it ever will be because it never had been before. Like I've tried to make new props before. I went to school for this. Like I yeah. am trained at building stuff. It's just like the end of the day. If you're making something that doesn't exist, there's no <laughs> evidence that it can exist. Yeah, fact, yeah. or that you're doing a good job. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, there's objectively only evidence proving that it can't exist since it doesn't. <laughs> since already. it doesn't, like <laughs> someone hasn't done it yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but a less a less um less philosophical album question I have that kind of ties into Hillel's second question I'm seeing here is um is this going to be kind of like a, a collection album just like we're putting an album out these are this is what we're about these are our songs or is it is it is it kind of turning into a concept album do you have like a theme to it is there a is it a is it a bunch of songs that you made or is it a bunch of songs that you made to be together in a certain order about a thing <laughs> yeah yeah i i guess both it's it's one of them is because I've never in all the years of being in music I've never released anything or at least of all an album like which is like obviously has been the end goal for like a decade plus um from when I was the kid drummer for my original band so starting out when like more members started to join ass class and like we were practicing more and like getting more shows we objectively just needed more music to play which is a good motivator of mm-hmm. like hey our they want our yeah. set to be 45 minutes. We have 18 to 25 minutes. Okay, I'll, right. I will, in the best way possible, in, a, in, in that scenario, you would, I, I would have thought... 20-minute yeah, keyboard solo. 20-minute <laughs> yeah. keyboard solo. Let's, let's get Jake on those, tickle in those ivories, and let's call it a, let's right. call it yeah. a jam band. But <laughs> Yes. The, now you're speaking my language. Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> whole, like, trying to, like, I don't know, like... um get like have a have a fire underneath your ass to work in like if you would have told me like a few years ago hey that's gonna happen i would have been like oh i'm going to create some of the worst music ever because that's a terrible way to be creative like to have an arbitrary deadline you'd think for me it has turned out Ah, to be the most useful thing ever to have a deadline for something like to be told hey you need 45 minutes of music okay boys i'm i'll i'll be alone for like a few weeks i'll cook up some stuff and we'll take what works and what doesn't and in that way it feels yeah. really rewarding to just like yeah have a goal and accomplish it but also it it's not coming out of nowhere like it is all music that is 
being made at a certain time in your life, which is all an album really is, just like a time capsule of what people were doing at that time. And so, like, I think I've found a good balance of, like, out of necessity, yes, writing music in a somewhat short amount of time, but also having it illustrate what this time of my life and the people in yeah. my life's life is. So, like, a, yeah, a bit of both of, like, we need songs, but also it does have an overarching, like, kind of feeling and sense of unity to it, for sure. Yeah, and and I agree. I, I think just because you're making a bunch of music quickly doesn't mean it can't be conceptually, like, weaved together. You know, mm. one of my favorite albums of the last, like, decade is Genesis Awusu's Smiling With No Teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and they recorded that album, or they, not, sorry, they didn't record the album, but the the songs that became that album were created because they just got all the people that were going to end up, you know, being in the recording process together for like three days and for like 11 hours a day, they just jammed like almost randomly in this tiny room together, yeah. like in this very heated crucible of creativity. Uh, and they just like, they just made so much music that there was like, there actually, it turned out there was like a pretty big palette to make this like very interesting album. Yeah. Um, but because it was like all recorded in a way from the same mindset, it's like it becomes contextually and conceptually like related. Like you'll end up with motifs because yeah. you just you just aren't thinking about that many things that you won't repeat yourself like in some way that can be like, you know, relevant to oh, whatever yeah. the, you know, thing you're trying to say is. So I think that's really interesting. Like, and it ends up working out because some people call your repeats uh, motifs, and then you're like, "Yeah, that's what I meant." Yeah, totally. <laughs> right, right. And I always Adam once like mentioned that a lot of great art is created largely because of limitations placed mm-hmm. on the creation of that art. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can make some really interesting things with huge amounts of limitations. There's yeah. like that kind of makes it more interesting that there were limitations or that like, you know, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think that's always so interesting. Um, but that, that's really cool. I've, I've thought of like in a perfect world. Yeah. Like you, like I said, like you'd have the three or so months set aside where like someone's paying for the album. You're just there to be creative and do that. Who knows? Maybe that's like a recipe for disaster. Like maybe that maybe nothing gets done and there's no creativity. And like, like for all I know, like the way that it's being done right yeah. now, which is very hectic and kind of like move, 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 schedule, con- kind of constantly, kind of thing. Like it's exhausting, but it's also like we know that this works for us at least. Like we know it. We know it's definitely yeah. serving our our strong suits well of like yeah being organized. I guess so. Well, let me ask you. Um, I'm, I've always been curious about this. Why do you record in Nashville, Tennessee? Yes, yes. Um, we kind of we, just... We're not in Nashville, Tennessee, for the, for the listening <laughs> yeah. audience. We're on the east coast of the United States. In, yeah, it's a in, bit of a hike. Like, D.C. Yeah. It's, um... They, the, for, for a long time, just trying to find... Because, like, half, half of the problem... Half, half of the challenge of recording is, like, 50% you being confident in the songs obviously the songs have to be solid they have to be good in your opinion and and like you have to have those set in stone and then um totally 
the other 50% is the person recording you and mixing you and producing you has to have some some level of understanding of what your overall goal is and like it's a very delicate relationship a lot of the times and like if it doesn't work it doesn't work and it you your song can be as great as as you think but it does come through in the end result in the product of like yeah i don't think this person really gets it and like i'm trying to explain things of like yeah there's just there's just a a a work relationship there that has to really connect and uh we we tried people in in the area for like a few years and it just i'm sure there are places like i yeah no i laugh every time i drive 13 hours to uh, record it makes no sense and it adds two extra pto days every single time i do it and it's just like it's a mess but it's sort of one of those things where like we did happen to find someone that that really does service us well and like connects and like i know that i can get kind of exactly what i'm looking for with this person and so that alone was was enough to push me over the edge and just go yeah this is this adds so much extra stress to this whole process but it's i don't want to spend another who knows how long looking for someone like this nearby like because who knows how long that takes and like i just know that this works now yeah i think at the end of the day that's like a no-brainer like if you if you have if you have something that works that well like and you and you can rely on it and and it's going to be consistent then it's like you can put you know an extra 25 hours of driving into the mix like add it to the budget it's worth it probably you know, like <laughs> you would you would spend at least that much time money and energy if you didn't have somebody that consistent you know what i yeah, mean yeah yeah right like, just pulling teeth just trying to yeah get this person to understand you it'd be a it'd be a stressful right. endeavor in a completely different way but yeah yeah right. very stressful whereas this is something you can you can budget you can just yeah, say like yeah. okay <laughs> it's going to cost 26 hours yep no matter what like yeah. we That's can just plan a ahead. built in that's just a built-in hurdle that we have to get over. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, the, the, the value of just having, like, a, a ritual, like, a routine to mm-hmm. it. Like, at the end of the day, even though it is quite the ritual, quite the routine, <laughs> like, knowing you're going to a good place and knowing that this is a place you feel safe and, like, and, and confident that it's going to produce the sound that you want for this thing that means so much to you makes it like worth that and having that lead up knowing that you're like i don't know it's like it's like a journey to like a mecca like you're going to this place that you know is like this is the place this is the place where the album happens and it is so far removed from my day-to-day life that it's like i think in a in a in a healthy way you're like putting the album on this cool pedestal of like yeah this is this is where i'm going i'm going to do this now and and i think that like yeah it's it's helped out a ton yeah you you made a great point of just like the separation because i mean like i feel Mm -hmm. on one hand yeah it's it's terrible to have to travel and spend that much time and money to go that far away and stuff but yeah you're right like it it is uh, probably a really important thing to separate your home life from this thing like i man i find that in my everyday life just like working from home it's like it's a huge blessing objectively obviously there's so many benefits that come from that but then you lose the separation of house and work and the two of them yeah. can be very easily crossed and gets a little messy sometimes. So it's like, it's, we consider the recording trips our quote unquote vacation, even though we are still working, like we're, we're working harder there than we do at our normal jobs, arguably, just cause it's like, we really want to, we really give a shit and we really care about like how it 
is turning out but so it's less of a vacation in that aspect but like yeah it's it's i am enjoying the fact that it's a total separate environment and um now yeah now nashville is the place where the first ass class album was recorded in like the back of a taxi cab company which is like it's like this really weird sketchy location and there's like a lot of i don't know just lore and history and like oh you could have just told me that yeah, like you could have just said next you to an abandoned said strip, uh, said, oh my strip God, club, of dude. Course. Yeah. I mean, of, of course, yeah, of course, of course. Despite you know you guys being a, a much more like indie strokes vibe, mm-hmm. it's fucking Nashville. Yeah, like, right. What city has more <laughs> of a music like that city is built on music? Yeah, like that is a musical city. Like who? why record it in nashville it's nashville it's nashville like, at yeah. the end of the day that's that is a good reason on its own and all the other reasons are also great reasons but like <laughs> it's nashville like yeah, this... i'd go to nashville not to record an album <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like the city has like a built-in hype system sort of <laughs> like when you arrive it's like oh yeah, yeah this, i'm literally here to do this you're right yeah I, I've never been, so I'll have to I'll have to drive you down I mean, to the next uh, record. Honestly, neither have I. I haven't done anything in Nashville outside of go to the <laughs> from the hotel or Airbnb to the studio. We get food every uh, now and then, but like that's sort of like the joke is that we've actually never been to Nashville. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's beautiful, but <laughs> I've never gone either. Right. Well, can I can I suggest that um, upon completion of the album, you guys book an extra two days for a trip to Dollywood. Oh um, yeah, dude. We've been talking about that. That'd be so great. Have you been? <laughs> I've never been, but oh, man. I, you know, you let me know, yeah, and then I'll, I'll let you go know because I'll live vicariously for <laughs> you. I'm a, I'm a bit far now, but I, I might come back eventually. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to, just because it's the recording is getting pretty long. We're gonna have to move on to what we've been listening to and yeah we can also have a long i mean i think we're moving on anyways but no stress we can always have longer recording too i'm down for it let's 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 keep on trucking okay well actually hello you're gonna start then i have a quick thing about one of the people on your list because i've been trying to think of their <laughs> name because i saw a hilarious video of them the other day so hello you go first um, okay sure <laughs> uh today's the first day of summer and i always listen to uh FM exclamation mark by Vince Staples uh, around the first day of summer just because of how the first like track uh, it it's such a cool album it's like a it's 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 a hip hop it's like kind of an almost creepy hip hop album at times but it's like also very bright and high energy it, it the whole thing um, is sort of designed to sound a little bit like an FM radio station you know in Atlanta or uh, sorry not Atlanta um in like LA uh, or the West Coast, um, and yeah, I, I haven't listened to it a ton, um, mo- but like that—that's definitely something I always start listening to around this time of year. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I think Kenny—I think Kenny Beats produced it. Oh, nice! But I'll have to double check. Yeah, I've only listened to yeah. Summertime '06 well, and uh, Big Fish Theory, but both those albums were great. I never got around yeah. to them. I love Big Fish Theory it's, so yeah, much. That album, that album slaps. So, um, um, and what did you see a video uh, with Vince Staples? I yes, <laughs> and I've been trying to think of his name because it's so fucking funny. He did an interview he's, recently he's really where he funny. said, "Yeah, um, no, no one, no one goes to his house. No one, no one's allowed. 
Um, <laughs> and basically, they were like, what if you want friends over? He's like, they can get a hotel. What about family? He's like, I'm rich. I can pay for their hotel. It's hilarious. He's like, what about Uber Eats? And he's like, you, you've seen the way they're living in those cars? They're, they're not getting my address. Yeah, and right. It's like, I, could, I have a car. I'll drive to the restaurant. <laughs> it's just like... Just no one, not a si- nobody knows where Vince Staples lives, and I love that. Like that's, even if they do, I love that he's putting it out there that yeah. no one's allowed in his house. That's great. Like, what do you? What do you? His house has to be massive too. Like he's just one man in some giant house. Dude, what if it like, isn't though? What if, what if that's why I just want people to come over? Like what if it's like the most God unassuming thing? That'd be that no. would also be. Well, I mean, in we'll character. never know. Yeah, we'll never know. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is really right. great though. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. Yeah, I'll I'll send I'll send out I'll put the video in in the chat so <laughs> everyone can see Vince Staples talking about nobody being allowed in his house because <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. Back back to the back to your regularly scheduled programming. Hello. Oh yeah. Uh, I've been listening to a whole bunch of stuff. I've been listening to. Uh, I listened to Catronado's 99.9% because it came up during our best music from 2016 conversation. And it was it's super dope. I That's a great album. <laughs> I understand why Jack speaks highly of it. I'll have to talk to him about it later. I'll need to check the, that one out. I have not listened. It's really, it's it's really, really good. Anderson Pack features on it. Nice. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a great time. I forgot uh, that song that like I was shocked that that DJ played was was Prima Donna by uh, Mariana and the Diamonds. So I've been listening. I, I listened to that song a few times just to like revive my memory. And that song is an extremely underrated 2012 banger. Like that is a fucking incredible <laughs> pop song. Um, and then uh, I've been listening to Louie like a lot, uh, which is Kenny Beats's Ken, Kenny Beats's. Kenny Beats album, uh, his debut about that, like, it's sort of about like his relationship with his father. Although it's mostly oh, instrumental hip hop. Oh, the one hip-hop. for his dad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how was uh, that? I've, I've not listened. I'd, I I yeah. love that album. Like I have it on I'll CD. Have to I I think I think that is my favorite album of last year, personally. Yeah. Um, it is. I don't know if I'd say it's the best. You know, whatever. But. Like it's definitely it's definitely my favorite. I think it's between that and uh, uh, JID's album, The Forever Story. But that fucking Louis is such a like Louis is an album that you can put in a car, like uh, you could throw that CD in the car and just never take it out. It you you'll like you'll be good. Yeah. You'll, every time it every time it plays, you'll just be like, oh yeah, it's replaying. <laughs> good, good. Keep it going. Keep it going. It's such a fucking good album. It's like. Uh, it has such a great combination of being like very very varied like you know very like has like all kinds of different vibes and you know feelings mixed throughout it but also like the whole thing really is just super dope beats (laughs) like just the whole time kenny kenny does a really good job of making he there there are like vocal samples and you know vocal tracks in the album but Mm -hmm. It, they are never like they're used as instruments like there's no they don't there's no like chorus verse structure or anything like that interesting um it it's it's really neat uh yeah i didn't know he had i didn't know he had like his own music i've always just seen him yeah produce other people and collab with them like he has some great yeah. interactions with vince staples that i've i've been a huge fan of but yes yeah like i, I didn't know he had his own stuff i'll have to Take a listen to that. I think it, he just has the one album, right? Like that's his only. Yeah, that's his, only, yeah, that's his debut. Okay. That's his debut yeah. album. Um, 
I mean, he has he he's made work that you know features his name as as an artist, uh, but it's like with collab, it's like with you know um, uh, uh, Denzel Curry and stuff like that. I feel like this is much more similar to a lot of like those DJ Shadow records that come out. Yes, where it's literally just like here's a producer yes. making an entire album, and it's like it's not beats, but it is yeah. beats. But it is beats. Like it's really good. I I think Louis is special. Like that that album. And maybe I think that's partially why that album alone has had me reconsidering going by my middle name. Like oh yeah, just that album is so cool that I might become Louis someday. Like that shit is so dope. Yeah. Did uh, I? It was. Did I? Is that in the last? That episode is in the last one I released. Yeah. Yeah, well, not episode the last two. one. That's in episode oh, two yeah. because technically we're in episode five right now because yeah. I'm editing these <laughs> oh, on <yeah>. time. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's oh, really what I've been listening to. I mean, oh, and of course, like King Gizzard, which we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent. All right, Sean. Unless you 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 would like to, yeah. Well, I, honestly, no. Guests first or second yeah. in this case. New uh, new Sean, new go Jack ahead. goes now. Yeah, this week's Jack. Yeah, this week's Jack. This week's Jack. What have you been listening to? Um, I I've been I've been going in on some. My my drummer recommended this band called the Heavy Heavy that I have not dabbled with too too much, but I'm, they have I'm, a. They have an album I'm called Life, and Life I'm Only. I'm only familiar with the heavy. Oh, is there a heavy. is there a the heavy band? Oh, the heavy is great. Okay, yeah. Well, um, this is the sequel, recommend. buddy. <laughs> this is it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, they're uh, cool. yeah, it's it's all been good heavy. from what I've been listening to. I always kind of just like rely on the old uh, classics every once in a while. Whenever I like, I don't know, like we've talked about like listening to new albums being a bit intimidating and like when i get in that yeah. mind space there's like a few tried and trues i guess that i go back to like resettle before i'm like all right I've, I've been in the 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 shallow end i can go in the deep end now um so like yeah i guess like from last year um or in october uh always is new new record blue rev that's been on that's been like from then till now has been the the old reliable for me just to be able to go back and uh it's like indie pop she's got a great voice and like the that band is just like such a treat to see live and so like i uh it is this album was also produced by the person who does adele and so and god you can tell because like production really good production (laughs) like there's albums where the music is where the album's hitting because the the songs are so solid and so like yeah obviously this is going to work no matter what it's coming out of or you know the production side of it can be a little lacking if the songs are so good and in some ways it adds yeah, charm but when it's good oh yeah like the first always record pretty lo-fi and it has its charm and the songs are so good that they they do stand the test of time but yeah this this third one you're like oh yeah this is an album where the songs stand the test of time but also the production is its own character in this whole mix the production is a is a yeah. band member in and of itself where like just the way I it's mean, flowing yeah, between each I other is so fucking solid and smooth that you're just like man yeah this is a this is a producer like this this is hitting right now so outside of that just been listening to uh to not a surf which is the kind of the first band that we we, i mean at this point whenever we have band practice with uh with uh my my sister and my brother-in-law it's just us playing not a surf covers because we just grew up on that but i and i i every single one of their albums is like 
a, a huge staple of like growing up and listening to it. And then I realized when I was practicing with them the other week, I was I had like a moment of realization where it'll never happen, obviously ever. But in the off chance that I'm at a not a surf show, and Ira, the drummer, gets sick and he can't play, and there's someone in the crowd that could maybe fill in. I have to make sure that I've listened to every single Not A Surf record so that I know how to play every Not A Surf song. And so, like, I've been listening to the most recent Not A Surf album, which I, I never really latched onto when it came out, unfortunately, but it's is there it's good. Is there a doctor in the audience? <laughs> yeah, is right. A, and, and also, is there anybody that knows <laughs> all of the drum parts? <laughs> there is a doctor, and hey, he knows how I to mean, play every drum part to Not A Surf songs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I mean, uh, Dave Grohl got to drum for Queens of the Stone Age yeah. while in the Foo Fighters, so you never know. You never like, know. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you be got, prepared. First, you gotta join the Foo Fighters. Yeah. That's that. the part they don't tell you about. Yeah. I put on my um, application, they didn't get back to me. But uh, what yeah. have you been listening to, Adam? Well, speaking of the Foo Fighters, they released a new album very recently Yeah. called But Here We Are. And and I, I have feelings specifically about the album, which is, it's good. It's a good album, especially considering the last albums released by the Foo Fighters, which were uh, not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also I had a realization, because I think sometimes, especially with Hillel and Jack, who, um, and, and also with you, Sean, like, sometimes I'm around people that are like, it feels like at the cutting edge of, of knowing new music. And sometimes I worry that I'm boring and I don't know <laughs> new music. But after listening to the new Foo Fighters album, I can confidently say I'm not as boring as I thought because, I, like, despite it being a really solid album, it's like I think the Foo Fighters just aren't for me. Yeah, like, they're just they're just a bit like it, it, there's nothing challenging happening. There's nothing. It's like, dad rock. They're not pushing. Yeah, it's it's but it's like. It's dad rock by dads. Yeah. Like it's not even like it's not even like dad rock mm. in the sense of like oh that's music dads listen to because <laughs> like I don't know like there's lots of dad rock out there that is like I don't know pushing pushing boundaries but yeah. also like not anymore but it pushed boundaries back then but like Foo Fighters is just like it's just comfy it's comfy and warm and I can appreciate its existence and like this was again a good album and they did have one ten minute song that actually I was like whoa. Yeah. that's a song like that, that that's almost pushing a boundary there but <laughs> it was just um it was just it just wasn't for me and and then hilariously enough um so the reason i listen to foo fighters is I'm, i i coach kids and one of the kids loves the foo fighters and she was like you gotta listen to the new album and i was like okay i'll listen to it and then her sister does not listen to the foo fighters <laughs> um she has a much more poppy taste which is how um, I ended up listening to the other album um, from these two, which was um, Niall Horan's The Show. I did not make it through all of Niall Horan's The Show, I have to say. I'm going to try to, to honor this kid's wishes for me. Um, <laughs> Niall Horan is the, I'd say, least known member of One Direction. Oh, yeah. Oh, it sounded familiar. It, okay. It's, 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 it's just it's just pop like it's just classic acoustic pop yeah. like it's it's fine it's not bad it's very listenable he has a beautiful voice he can play the guitar it's produced immaculately again i'm just i'm not as boring as i thought it was and i mean i should have known that due to the fact that you know i listen to some very weird music but 
um, not always now at you have the confirmation. cutting edge. Um, but then I found my new obsession. So my birthday's coming up, and I was like, I want to see a band for my birthday, but I didn't know of any bands I know playing in London soon. So I just Googled Psych Rock London July. And I found this French band, which is apparently, like, the biggest band in France, called La Femme. And, um, they're amazing. I've listened to every album by them this week. Like, I've been devouring them. The album, their first album, Psychotropical Berlin, is banging. Um, it's psych rock, but also surf rock, but also synth pop. Ooh, um, nice. Ooh. It's, I'm it's need wild. That. It's wild, like, and and the, every album they have a different sound and a different theme. Like, they have one album that's entirely in Spanish. Um, <laughs> their, I think, I think my favorite album by them is either their original album or, um, which is like their, which I'd say is like their quintessential sound of like this surf rock kind of psychedelic, synthy, poppy vibe, um, or they're not most recent it would be three albums ago 2021 paradigms i'm pronouncing that wrong it's definitely a french word um <laughs> but it's spelled kind of like paradigms but there's a g in there um your your guess is as good as mine is where the g is without it in front of my face and um it's basically like a satirical concept album based on a psychedelic road trip across the u.s i'm gonna need that too it's it's wild they have like a lot of like spaghetti western like ennio morricone like themes in it as well um they're just wild they're wild i love them i'm gonna see them live on july 6th um i'm super pumped and they're currently my obsession like that band is great um and then I've been listening to Petrodragonic Apocalypse um, because, you know, I want to rage. <laughs> I mean, I've probably listened to other things as well, but those are the ones, those are my standouts right now. I've got a long list. Yeah, I think with that, as I'm the last listener, it is time for us not to call it a comeback. But tonight, don't call it a comeback! Just that song was released in the 80s. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I bet you could do it better, though. Oh, you're too kind. God, I don't even know who I'm not calling it a comeback. <laughs> I know a long time ago, I can't do it again, I did call LL Cool J with a comeback. <laughs> um, I, I got one. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. I yeah, got one, for sure. Us. I just want to make sure real quick that they didn't just release anything, because I'm pretty bad at this. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say, don't call it a comeback... Ozone. Ozone. A Moldovian band. A Moldovian Eurodance group. Yep, I know. I know who (laughs) yeah. That sang what? Numa Numa three? Yeah. (laughs) Dragos Dagente, baby. You know it. Oh yeah. The Numa Numa song. That that band, they're going places. I think they could come back and destroy the charts, basically. Like like that this is something I was just thinking about. Numa Numa played at the Shrek rave, and it hit real hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and A- everyone knows that song. It's yeah. classic. I think, uh, I think there's, I think it's happening. 
this is I've been picking I've been I've been picking some bad picks. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be, <laughs> I've been listening back. Uh, my last few picks haven't been good. At one point, I even said that it would be dumb to pick Little Wayne, and then the, in the, on the very next episode, I picked Little Wayne. So I'm I'm not I'm not to doing be great. Fair, though, but I'm, I think he is coming back. He is. I know, but that's like it's not. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. The ozone though. Ozone's coming back. Don't call it a comeback, though, because right. they've been here. Everybody knows that. <laughs> um, I do you have one? I Sean? guess if I were to have any, I've been uh, shamelessly. I mean, I I, th- I think we all feel the lack of of the presence that he has in the world now. It's uh, it's our it's our boy. It's the one and only. It's Will Smith. You know, the slap was brutal. <laughs> the slap is brutal. Ooh. You know, you no one liked to see it. No one liked Ooh. the aftermath of it. God. It's all Dude, it's so all messy, right. right? It's all messy. But I think <laughs> I think we're all forgetting Lost and Found, the 2005 smash hit album with Here He Comes, Party Starter, Switch, Mr. Nice Guy. This album is full of fucking bops, ladies and gentlemen. And I oh think God. I thought for sure you were going to say Big time. Willie style. Uh, yeah, for me, there's, I I think I just heard uh, Lost and Found more growing up. But there's sure. something about, and, and it has not aged well, I will say that it has not, but it's just, there's something, he plays it so straight, and it's so kind of dorky sometimes, where it's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm into it, like, he's got me going, like, sure, I'm, I'm like, I'm believing whatever he's saying, and I think at a, at a time like this, in that man's career, is he gonna go back into acting? No, oh, you're no, he, no one wants to get slapped by him, on. you know, he's gonna switch over, I think now is the time for him to go back into music. I think he could do it. He's going to make songs that slap. Yeah, the songs that slap. That's how he's going to yeah. get his, his aggression out, and well, I mean, I'm here yeah, for it. Well, also, like he's got to take a step away from acting. Yeah. He's got to do something different. Back to the music. Back to the music. Yeah, it's, you're, you're a genius. Right. Wild Wild West 2 yeah, no, that gets is... made. He makes another hit song for that. Over. He's back on top. Men in Black 4. <laughs> yeah. I think they already had that. No, but like not the not the one without Will Smith. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you're right. He wasn't in that. Canon, canon, canon. Will black Smith, four. not the yeah. not yet. Yeah. Will Smith's Men in Black is the only Men <laughs> yeah. in Black I recognize. Uh, um, we only recognize the Old Testament Men in Black on this podcast. That's right. That's right. None of this. <laughs> none of this new stuff. Okay, I have, I have one, and it's you know it's it's my usual madness, but um. Coachella, take yourselves here. Okay. Twenty sixteen. Oh, I thought you were just saying Ice Coachella. Cube. Yeah, I was like, okay, comes back every year. I thought, but <laughs> no, oh, no, no, Ice no. Twenty twenty sixteen Coachella. No, not just Ice Cube. MC Ren, Doctor Dre, and DJ Yella take the stage for reunion concert at Coachella twenty sixteen of NWA. Oh, I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. NWA, yeah. yeah. 2024. Yeah, I could see yes. new. And I'm not. I'm not saying they tour. I am saying new music. New music. Yeah. Announced. Yes. New. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's yeah. a great call. This that is, is a saying. great call. This is what I'm saying. All It'll right. be an election year. You Ooh. know. Yeah. Nice and riled it's up. Been it's been too long. They're needed. They're needed. Is Dr. Dre still dealing with that head thing, that head injury? That could that could put a 
Oh no. Thing in it that happened like a, a few months ago, right? Damn, I didn't hear about oh, that. God. I'm I'm supposed to be a I'm supposed to be a music reporter now. Oh no. I know, I'm not up to date on the the Dre. <laughs> the Dre. Yeah, the DRE. The doctor. I know what 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 happens when the doctor gets hurt? Right? Jesus. Oh yeah. yeah, hospitalized after suffering brain. It was in 2021 though, so maybe he's fine now. He's probably fine, right? Right. I hope so. Brain aneurysm. Well, right. Well, definitely don't call it a comeback. <laughs> oh my god. But don't he's, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> he gonna be all right. Yeah. We're gonna. He, he he's fine. Be. If we will it into existence, if we believe hard enough, that'd be great. God, when, when, I'm, I'm, there's so much to read. I don't know. I'm assuming he's fine. I'm assuming Dr. Dre is fine. All right, look. All right, he's, I he's said fine, Oasis he's fine. I'm sorry. coming back. Oasis, Oasis said they were coming back. I can will Dr. Dre <laughs> back to life. All right? Yeah. Edith Piaf's coming back from her grave. It's all happening. <laughs> yeah. Sean, thank you so much for being on the show. It has honestly been such a pleasure. I think that yeah, this has been... It's been an excellent episode. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of fun. Lovely. Thanks um, for having me. You've you've where, blown expectations where? right out of the water. Um, yeah. I'm super glad. I'm super glad you could come on. Please please come on again sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Where where can where yeah when the when the album drops, you're back. We got to do an yeah. album release episode. We will we will have you here. Um, where where can people find you? Wait, you got you got we've, some uh, you got some places, some stuff. We've got some stuff here and there. We've uh, right now we have one single out, "Dancing for Two, uh, on Spotify and everything else, and mm-hmm. that's for Astronaut Class. And we uh, we have an Instagram and a Facebook. I don't know how Twitter works. I'm scared of TikTok. I'd uh, I'm the wrong person to be in charge of that stuff. But yeah, we we do have those things. So and uh, hopefully a single cool. yeah, within I'll, the next I'll month will will we'll be out as well. We'll, we'll try and we'll, throw we'll some links it, in the we'll, episode description, all that, yeah, all that stuff. Those. I, I don't know how to do that yet, but I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. 